Welcome to That's Life, where life is about to please God, change for the great, not even the better, but the great, on November 1st. And here's wishing everyone itisa ni'ima. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and the voice and face of Breaking Bread Oven on Instagram. My my personal thanks to Srilly Meyer, who has beautifully taken over my account. He is spearheading basically everything I do on Breaking Bread Oven. You can follow him on Srilly Cooks on Instagram. And certainly follow us at Breaking Bread Oven. You can find me here every Thursday right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. We've had some fortune cookie incidents lately where the fortune cookies have been defective because they have had no fortunes. So hopefully the fortune cookie will go well this week. In the meantime, in the meantime, let's do the national holidays. First of all, it's Champagne Day. Evidently, because I just learned this now, there is a U.S. Champagne Bureau and there is a European Champagne Bureau. So today, on October 28th, this is Champagne Day as per the U.S. Champagne Bureau. And the other one is December 28th. It is unclear to me why two Champagne Bureaus exist, but even more so why they can't get together on one date. I don't know. All right, fine. Let's move on. It's National Chocolate Day. Yay! I celebrate daily. It's National Internal Medicine Day. A shout-out to my sister-in-law, Dr. Shari Mann, possibly one of the greatest doctors on this planet. I love you dearly, Shari, and you are a fantastic internist. And it's also Read for the Record Day. A lot of wonderful national holidays here today. Let's do the fortune cookie. I feel this one is lucky. I really do. I really do. If for no other reason than I already see that there's a fortune in it. That's a step in the right direction. Here we go. You have an unusually magnetic magnetic personality. Well, thank you, Confucius. I really appreciate that. Though the funny thing about magnets is that it also repels people, which I guess is the same thing you could say about me. But, but... But today, we are all full of positivity and great magnetic personalities because I am joined today by Rifki Kleinman. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And after the smashing success of her highly acclaimed cookbook, Simply Gourmet, people came to rely on Rifki Kleinman's recipes, knowing that they are easy to prepare and always simply delicious. Rifki's thousands of fans have enthusiastically followed her since her first foray into publishing in the culinary world as co-author of the Base Yaakov Cookbooks and through her very popular column in Mishpacha Magazine. In her newest book, Simply Gourmet Every Day, we find a complete array of dishes featuring over 140 recipes, each with a full-color photo, and in addition, a dedicated section of Simple Suppers, which offers menu options that are filled with tips and tricks, pairings, and prep-ahead suggestions that will help you navigate suppers simply. And this is my first opportunity to speak to Rifki on the air. Rifki, good morning, and welcome to That's Life. Good morning, Miriam, and I am so honored and excited to talk to you as well. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Listen, after your interview yesterday with Nahum, I mean, that was intimidating. That was, <laughs> that was unbelievable. Uh, he's, he's a legend, but I have to tell you, Nahum was like, Rifki, you're going to talk to Miriam. It's going to be like <laughs> awesome. And I was like, just waiting all day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's very, very sweet of you. And I have to tell you what happened when I got my book. Let me tell you. Sit back for a second. Let me tell you what happened when I got my copy of the book. First of all, as I posted on Instagram, I literally took a selfie with the UPS guy. Um, 
frankly, that frankly that made him uncomfortable, but that's all right. You know, what can I tell you? <laughs> then I did what I usually do, which is sit down with the cookbook and look through it. And then I hand it to my 15 year old daughter. Why? Because she, number one, loves her place in the kitchen, loves to be there just like me. And she has a different outlook on things. And I just I love her take on new cookbooks. So I gave it to her and I walked away. This morning, she says to me, with, I, I mean, I don't know if you noticed or you got a chance to see that I have a number of post-it notes throughout the book already. I posted this picture. Why? Because she says to me, Mommy, I've already planned Shabbos. And I said, what? And so she showed me the book. It was filled. She literally has plans at a menu simply, simply from this book. And she says to me before she gets out of the car to go to school, she goes, I already feel so accomplished today. I just planned Shabbos. <laughs> How incredible is that? Oh, my gosh. I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I want to run out right now and buy myself a book. But really, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it is. It really is wonderful. But I think the testament to this book is, frankly, in its approachability, not just to me, but to my 15-year-old daughter. And, and, and I... Uh, you know, it's not a book for kids. It's not like it's a kid's book. It's just approachable from every direction for every person. I so appreciate that. I feel like you you get me. You <laughs> speak my language, and I like that. Thank you. Totally. Absolutely my pleasure. So when you say Simply Gourmet every day, you mean it, because this is not take a box of Duncan Hines and, and mess with it a little bit. This is, I'm going to tell you how to do this. I'm going to tell you how to not to sweat. I'm going to tell you how to make a great meal. Exactly. Exactly. I love how you just figured me out and like, one one seating. That's like awesome. <laughs> well, I can't wait to discuss how this book started. So, tell me what. Uh, tell me where this. I mean, was this a, a a coming out of COVID project? Was this a this started before COVID? Was this? I mean, where did it start? Um. So this particular project really was a coming out of COVID. Um. I had gotten a request if I would be interested in starting and embarking on another project. And I was kind of like, oh, my God, I'm still tired from the first, you know. <laughs> um, and the truth is, I do agree with you, COVID, it just changed everybody's life. I think we all just kind of rebooted and just restarted our lives and realized how important so many different things are. Um, and it was actually interesting. I have a brother-in-law who's a rub, and he called me up, and he's like, Rick, are you posting recipes on your Instagram? And I'm like, I'm trying so hard, but like we all know nobody had help in the house. Mm. Pesach was coming. <laughs> I was one of the very few that I was hosting my children. It was so difficult, and there was also so much fear because it was the unknown. Nobody right. knew what was happening. And I'm like, I'm really trying. He said, you don't know. People need it. You've got to keep posting. And that coming from somebody who really doesn't spend time in the kitchen, <laughs> right? Calling me up and saying, no, like, it's your duty. People need it now. And I really saw, like, I always like to quip and say that the most, there are three really big things that I think came out of our COVID lockdown. Sourdough, which yeah. I'm proud to say I had already started before, <laughs> but I think I perfected over COVID. Um, I would say banana bread. Uh, Which actually, there's a recipe in the cookbook where, like, legit, as I was developing it, I'm sitting there and I'm saying, okay, I'm not jumping on the, on the banana bread bandwagon. I'm not jumping on the banana bread 
but I did. I did, but but it's with my twist. <laughs> so we did a really nice, it's a caramel-filled banana muffin that literally, I think even a non-banana muffin lover will love. My children have told me, Ma, open up a, re- a restaurant just for this recipe. And wow. I'm like, guys, I'll be good. I'm busy enough, you uh-huh. know? And then the third thing I always say is tie-dye, which I never got into, but <laughs> it seemed to be awesome, right? Right. I mean, and it's funny because I feel that way about sourdough. Is like I, I didn't want to be part of that craze, but I had never been doing it. I'm not like you. I wasn't doing sourdough before sourdough was popular. I just, you know, like people had their obsessions, and all of a sudden sourdough came out of the woodwork. And right. I was right. And I was like, I'm not. Yeah, I got my own crazy right now. But it's funny that you've perfected sourdough but unless I missed it, there's no sourdough in here. No, no. Uh, you know what? It's, I think, a very specialized type of a thing. Well, mm. once you get the hang of it, it's not that difficult. Um, one of my good friends, Spice and Zest, High Story Lightner, really teaches everybody the step-by-step. But I kind of feel like sourdough, it's, it's almost like having another baby in the house. Right. I am sorry to put it like that. <sighs> but... Yeah. So true. It's not so easy. So true. I I agree with you. Why do I got to feed somebody else? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) There you go. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't have enough mouths. Exactly what I've... Anytime somebody said to me, you got to feed the sourdough, I'm like, I don't even understand what that means, but I know I don't want to be a part of it. Simply, (laughs) (laughs) simply, simply gourmet everyday Rifty Kleiman's new release from Artscroll. It is available everywhere. It's certainly available, as we know, um, at artscroll.com. Free shipping with promo code radio. So should I tell you what I'm making for Shabbos? Or can, yes. or can I ask you first if you have a favorite recipe? I'm wondering if it's one that we picked. Well, I would love to do it your way. How's about you? you tell me what you chose, and I'm going to tell you if I'm in agreement. But I will put like a little disclaimer out there that, and, and I really, really mean this. I want all your listeners to know this, and if you don't mind, I'm also going to put out there that you are offering a sick promo on the book because never do they offer 20% off and free shipping. So anybody that's listening to your show and you are awesome should know they are getting the best deal that is out there. Now that I said that, I do want to tell you that every recipe in the book was tried and tested and retested and tweaked and pulled out if it had to be. Like, I really, really, really worked it, and I put my heart and soul in. And my goal, and this is something that I spoke to Nahum about yesterday, was that when you make it at home, it should look the same way that I made it. Such so send me those pictures. I mean it. Amazing. And, and by the way, not for nothing, but the pictures are so important. It's difficult to walk into, if you're really not a person who's comfortable in the kitchen or you have minimal comfort in the kitchen, to be able to visualize in your head what something is supposed to look like versus having this picture in front of you. I mean, you've, you've, you've saved the guesswork. Number one, we know what it's going to look like. Number two, we know if we got it wrong. A hundred percent. And I have to tell you, I would be remiss if I didn't say that I worked with the greatest team. My photographer, Heig Berger, at High Photography, was phenomenal. She's got a spectacular eye. She knows how to make that food. I was like watching her leaf through the book. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just, like, I want to just pick a piece out right there. Or there was a plum, and I'm like, oh, my God, it looked like, yeah, I just wanted to make a and taste it right then and there. <laughs> it, it, that's what you want. Right. 
and my food stylist and prop stylist, Renee Muller, at Renee Muller Styling, is off the charts. She is epic. She's a league of her own, and I, I just felt like Hashem gave me a bracha of working with the greatest dream team, with, of course, at Art Scroll printing and bringing the book to life. Wow. Wow, really? I mean, you know, talk about talk about having great firepower behind you. You certainly you certainly sound like you had an amazing team because I'm looking at the book and the book is gorgeous. Thank you. So Thank it's, you. it's yeah. No, I'm sorry. I was just going to say it's just such a wonderful feeling. It's almost like oh, I can't believe it. It's out in the stores and to be able to share with everyone. And you know what, Miriam? I really I do want to see from you pictures of what you did. I'm like getting really excited because <laughs> well, your reputation precedes you. Uh, oh, I, everyone like hears what I've been saying uh, about myself. That's... <laughs> over here, and uh, should, should I feel like inadequate here? Oh my gosh, I, I don't even know what to say to that. But I want to I want to mention something else that you have on a number of different pages, which is which was one of the things that my daughter pointed out. So her first recipe that she picked for Shabbos is the pesto chicken stir fry on page 160. And so number one, we're big pesto fans. And number two, you give us the out of being able to use prepared pesto, which I loved and appreciated. But more than that, she says to me, and mommy, the recipe has the simple supper button on it. And I said to her, I'm sorry, what? Like it didn't, like when I saw that in the corner of the page, I mean, I saw it, but it didn't occur to me like it was a good housekeeping seal of approval. Like, but for her, <laughs> but for her, it was. She said to me, "She's like, yeah, look how great it is. It's a simple supper." I'm like, "Oh, oh, yes." And then the whole the whole conversation that I had with her over her excitement about the recipes and her feeling that she can walk in there and do this. I mean, it's amazing. So yes, the first thing we're making is the pesto chicken stir fry. That will be my appetizer tomorrow night. You know what? I love that, and you're going to love it, and it prepares so quickly. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? I'm very impressed, and if you don't mind, I'm going to tell you. My mother, when I was a young mother, used to kind of like chide me very nicely, you know, nudge me in her very nice way. She wasn't criticizing. I'm putting that out there. (laughs) But she would say, Rick, you've got to let your kids into the kitchen. Because if you don't let them play in the kitchen, they're not going to know what to do. And you know what? She was so smart. And I'm listening and I'm saying, wow, you're a clever, clever mom because your daughter is going to thank you and bless you when she, so to speak, gets to spread her wings and leave the nest. You Well, know? I got to tell you, first of all, I appreciate that. But second of all, you're almost giving me too much credit because I, I am such a crazy territory hog in the kitchen that number one when my kids want to experiment in the kitchen I encourage them to do so I ask them to do it when I'm not home <laughs> that's not that. I can relate yeah that's why my mother kind of you know she should put me in my place right I hear it so like that's one thing that but when they when my daughter helps me in the kitchen uh, I mean, they we, we now feed off of each other because we're a team. And the same thing is true with one of my sons who loves to make, for example, he makes gnocchi from scratch, baking his own potatoes. But the first, wow. I know, it's not normal. I, and I'm so impressed. But when he does it, I say to him, just, you know, do it while I'm at work. Do it when I'm not home. <laughs> I, 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 you know, let's, we, I, I'm happy to share the kitchen, but not at the same time. But I appreciate the fact that you're giving me this compliment. And truth be told, I think it's a very important lesson for parents in general that, yeah, we, we, it's not just about making our kids comfortable in the kitchen, but frankly, it's also about teaching them kashras. 
And you know what? It's even more than that. It also creates and forges relationships mm. that end up being there forever. I was my mother's sous chef. My mother really, like, we would pull these all-nighters on an Erev Yantif and I got to be honest, my mother was way ahead of herself um, in those days. Like, my mother was really cooking very gourmet, which I just didn't realize mm. it was what I was used to. And I have to tell you, like, we're best, best friends. And we Aww. just, like, when I was in Israel, she was like, she used to send me tapes, cassette tapes, because phone calls were too expensive. Sure. And she was like... It's one thirty in the morning, and I am so missing my rifle. <laughs> you know? Like those were the messages I would get. <laughs> that's that's really really that's beautiful. So let me ask you a question: Now that your kids have a place in the kitchen, are you allowing your husband in the kitchen? Honestly, absolutely. Wow. He wants to treat me. I am sitting down. I think food tastes better when you treat it. <laughs> that's amazing. So, I mean, is there anything uh, that's that's great? Because I got to be honest with you, the same thing is not happening at my house. <laughs> now, I'll tell you the truth. My husband's not cooking, but he is the king of the grow. I told that to Nachum yesterday. My husband is epic. I, I really have a hard time going out to eat in steakhouses because if their steak is not going to come close to his, <gasps> like my husband really gets it. I'd rather eat at home. Wow. Wow. I mean, yeah. that that is a compliment. Rifki Kleiman, that is a compliment. Unbelievable. Is, you know what? I actually will feel complimented. My youngest daughter was getting a little bit uptight towards the end of the cookbook project because when I did photo shoots, I would literally set up a buffet, and oh my God, we had so many happy people. <laughs> but when it wasn't necessarily a photo shoot, and let's say at the end where there's just a lot of writing and editing, mm. and like I was pulling all-nighters and all-days and supper, my husband would go, what's for supper? And I would be like, could you do it? And like she looked at me, and she was like, Ma, she goes, don't you think that a kid would feel good to have a mommy supper? I'm not interested in takeout. And I want you to know that's what this book is about. Wow. That you can do it every day. You can do it every weekend. You can do it for every party. And it doesn't have to be hard. But, yes, I, I was human. Like, there were times where I couldn't pull it off, but it was so nice that she still wanted it more so than running out to a restaurant. I, I felt a little good about that. No, I don't. Not only do I not blame you, but I also, I have to, I'm going to say this and I, I mean this from the heart, I applaud you in, 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 you know, I admit all the time I can't do everything. And I, and I think that it's important, like, for books like this to say, you know what, there are nights that we can do this, and there are nights that we can't, and both nights are good. There's, exactly. Right, there are, there's room for both. And, I, and, you know, we're, parents are very busy, mothers are very busy, fathers are very busy. We, we're all doing our best on this planet. And so when we want to, you know, show our best to our family we can pick out we can we can pull this off the shelf simply simply gourmet every day and we can make something great i want to go through one more recipe with you because i i'm watching the minutes just fly by of course let's talk for a second about the sweet and sour stuffed capons now let me tell you why i'm absolutely in love with this recipe immediately because it calls for the the snacker crackers it, <laughs> I, Rifki, I mean, it's my childhood. It's my childhood in this recipe. 
you know what? It it beats any sort of bread, right. cornflakes, or any sort of uh, stuffing. When you moisten it and it kind of dissolves and it becomes like a nice paste and you end up binding it with the egg, it's got that flavor. I agree with you. It is epic. There's nothing like it. And with the sautéed onions, and if you want to add in the pastrami and bring it up a notch, it is fantabulous. You know, you, you, you give a shout-out in this recipe to your Tanta Edie, and I am looking at and as soon as I read it, I'm like, and a, a, a shout-out to my Bubby, who has not been with us for decades, and yet I look at this and I look at these ingredients, and it just warmed my heart. I love yeah. that. I really, I really love that because so many of the recipes speak to, you know, 2021 and things that we have. And it, 20 years ago, nobody had lime juice in their house. But right now, these recipes include ingredients that everyone has in their house. And I also think that that was so smart. You don't have to make a run. You don't have to think you need 17 new ingredients. You have it already. You just need to know how to put it together. And you provide that here. Miriam, I can't wait to meet you in the flesh because <laughs> you speak my language. Oh, I, I that's feel so like a nice. parrot. I keep saying it. That was exactly my goal. I wanted that that woman who's coming home from work and like in the back of her mind is like, what's for supper? What's for supper? Oh, my God, I forgot to prepare. I forgot to prepare. That's what this is about. Mm. Yes, you can walk into your house right. and you can pull it off. And you know what? If you go to the back of the book, there is a simple supper your daughter noticed the icon for the simple suppers, mm-hmm. that you'll find throughout the book. But if you go to the end of the book, I actually have a section dedicated to simple suppers for all of us women that just, it's, it's almost like a guide how to get it done ASAP without any fuss or without any worries. Ugh. I picked out X amount of those recipes and I gave you different pairings and ideas how to make a complete composed dinner. Also on the bottom is different tips and tricks for what you can do with it. For example, instead of buying one pound of ground beef, buy a family pack, double your recipe, freeze the prepared ground beef because that freezes beautifully. Pull it out, and then I gave you different ideas how you can, so to speak, repurpose it without anybody even realizing that they had that beef at one point because – Let's say you're doing the beef with orchetti, which is a ground beef and pasta. You can take it and then turn it into an egg roll, and all of a sudden you have this really elegant appetizer. Or you can just put it into a soft or a hard taco, throw in a couple of condiments, and voila, Taco Tuesday. Um, you know, there's so many different things that you can do with it. And then I also gave a little guide for prep ahead. Right. What you can do if you're working, you want to prep it ahead, this you can do. Let's say it's vegetables, which if we're just going to cut the vegetables, it won't be good. You know what? Throw it in with the olive oil and some uh, seasoning, put it in your refrigerator. Tomorrow it'll be perfect. And this way you alleviated any of that prep work. So there's all sort of those tips and tricks to try to help you expedite the process and make it not stressful. And the marinades, all the marinades that you can do ahead. I can marinate something in the morning, get on the train, come back from work, it's ready to go. Exactly. Or make your marinade, do a double or a triple batch, Mm. throw it in the freezer in Ziploc bags, leave one in your fridge for dinner, and then you have two for whenever you want to whip it out. And Rifki, of course, label the bag. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Of course. How many times have you found something in your freezer and said, oh, I I knew I was going to remember what this was. I have no idea. I have to be 
honest, I'm being so human right now. I do that all the time. Like, of course I'm going to remember. Right. And then you pull out either a bag or a bucket, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what is this? What, what is, is this? this? And then when you defrost, you're like, oh, Shrek, now I really need to come up with something with this because I can't refreeze it or whatever. Right, right. That was me with the turkey cutlets last week. Exactly. <laughs> A hundred percent. Rifki Kleiman, again, it's Simply Simply Gourmet every day. This is book number, shall we say, officially three, four for you? Number four. Unbelievable. I was Zohar to co-author the two Beisakov cookbooks, which I believe, like some have said, they're almost like Lahavdil, the... You know, young cooks. Spice Bible, and spirit. So the speak. spice and spirit. <laughs> yep, they are. They are. Yes. And uh, Baruch Hashem, my second with Art Scroll, Simply Gourmet being number one. And Simply, Simply Gourmet every day being its new sibling. It's amazing. Well, I con- continued Hatzlacha to you. Mazel tov on your fourth child. And um, I, I, I think it's great. You know, that's what... Authors always say that, you know, writing a book is like having a child. So um, that's not the experience I have as I've never written a book. But continued Hatzlacha to you. You must be exhausted. But God knows it was worth it because the book is beautiful. And thank you for inspiring my Shabbos. Amen. And thank you. I really look forward. We're going to have to do coffee and cake. You got it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Thank you again, Miriam. Totally. My pleasure. looking forward. Have a great Shabbos. Thank you. You too. And my thanks. Thank you for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. And my thanks to everyone at ArtScroll for this beautiful publication. Of course, again, you can go to ArtScroll.com, put in Put in uh, promo code radio for your wonderful discounts. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. By the way, follow Rifki on Instagram. It's Rifki underscore Kleiman, K-L-E-I-M-A-N on Instagram. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Afternoon continues with a full day of programming. The live lunch hosted by Nahum Siegel begins in just a few moments. Throwback Thursday at 1 p.m. Encore of JM Rewind at 4 p.m. And by the way, the Arab Shabbos show tonight it's not normal. It's totally, it's unbelievable. My thanks to Mark Zomik. Of course, that's at 7 p.m. Brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., join Nahum as he hosts JM in the a.m. Malcolm Holmline will join him at 7.40 a.m. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Monday Shabbos at 9 p.m. Matis hosts JM Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Folks, when we're trying to head to Israel, or please God, when we are trying to play to, to head to Israel, we play the same song. I play the same song. It's Jerusalem is Calling by Avram Rosenblum and the Diaspora Yeshiva Band. May we all be Zoha to have wonderful, safe trips to the Holy Land very soon. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. open desert tent history's children in every event are looking for a way to lighten up their load and brighter than the sun you shine Jerusalem you're on my mind you lift my soul you echo the divine that guides us so 
that we may teach and all may know the hand that may admonish or reward has given us this holy space Jerusalem to you I turn I trace my steps back to you now again Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling Hear it echo through the canyons of your mind Until you reclaim the things you've left behind It's telling you this just might be the time Might be the time. 